Hello there, we are your hosts Vivek and Pavitra from the Agile Coach Podcast. In this podcast, we bring fresh perspective to you through our interviews with thought leaders in Agile Coaching, Facilitation, Business Analysis, and Product Management roles. Enjoy! Alright, we've got Neha Satya back uh, doing another podcast with us. Uh, Neha, welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here again. Yeah. Uh, Neha, why don't you give um, the audience your background, what you've been up to, uh, your journey of becoming a product uh, manager? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Vivek. First of all, good to see you. Hope your yes. trip was good. Um, and welcome back to to the USA. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, product management. I've been a product manager now for about, I would say almost three to four years. And it's been quite this journey. I mean, I think I've learned a lot about, you know, um, tech products and essentially, you know, how to kind of understand what needs to be solved um, and what problems need to be focused on to really ultimately produce the right results for both the business and, and the product um, itself. So yeah. product management, um, I was actually a data analyst. Um, and prior to that, um, you know, I my background is in healthcare, especially as a pre-medicine student. So I had no idea, you know, what the tech world was about, what product management was about. And as you know, just because you were involved in, you know, this journey for me, um, I had to kind of switch um, 360 from going to med school to really becoming a product manager and learning everything about what this entails. Yeah. Um, so really, I think um, in this podcast, um, would love to kind of, you know, give insight. Yeah. Yeah, Nia, I remember you having conversation with you. This is years ago. You thinking about going to med school, uh, and you're also doing some data analyst work at healthcare. So I'm curious, um, what made you wanna uh, go into product management, um, and what what are some of the core skill sets that that kind of helped you uh, make this transition? Yeah. Um, so to address your first question what made me want to go into product management it definitely was uh definitely was not a straightforward decision for me um because I was playing around with a couple career options and ultimately it, it all came down to the impact that product managers have um on decision making within the company um, yeah. I hear a lot of time you know product is CEO um you know of the company and I don't believe that is true it's really you know uh product people are enablers for their yeah. team Mm -hmm. um, and they provide them the right strategy, tactics, user mm -hmm. information, product yeah. information to help them guide that decision. And as you know, I'm from the biology background. So in biology, you know, experimentation is everything. Mm. So using data to determine if a hypothesis is successful or not is, you know, the core principle of biology. And I love that I could transition that to product management. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome. And you know, how, how, like, how, what you learn, like, you know, you, you did biology. So you, you ran a lot of experiments in the lab. You appreciated the idea of, uh, you know, working with data. So, and then you were doing some data analyst work for, for a large co corporation, right? So what, um, like what working as a data analyst, did that help you or did that give you a desire to want to go into like more of a customer facing environment where you're driving some of these initiatives? Yeah, I love, you know, I love, um, I love being a data analyst, but ultimately my skill set is really long-term visionary focused. 
So I'm able to, obviously I, I can dive really deep into data and use that to make product decisions. But ultimately, you know, where I really enjoy product management is being able to speak to clients, users, um, to understand the main reason behind their request. So why do they want certain things? Why do they want certain feature? Um, and, you know, really get to the, the, the bottom of that and kind of work you know, cross-functionally to deliver on the right solution. And sometimes yeah. that solution is unique, you know, sometimes it's not what they came up uh, with to you for a request. It's it's up to you to figure out, you know, like what what is that right solution for them? So the second part is creativity as well um, yeah. that this this career allows, um, which which is pretty unique, especially at such an early, you know, age of being in the, being in the business world. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so what, what I would like to focus on uh, the next 15, 20 minutes is uh, there's a lot of people wanting, there's a lot of interest in product management. There's a lot of people who are wanting to go, but then there's also all kinds of things people are assuming or, you know, thinking that they need this versus this. So let's do a little bit deep dive around what are the skills that product managers need um, to break into the industry and to succeed. And what are some of the skill sets um, that they might not need. Um, so let's just start with, um, actually, let's just start with what what people don't need uh, to be a product manager that sometimes people assume. Yeah. And, you know, especially since I was switching, as you know, Vivek, um, you know, I, I kind of bounced around with the idea so many times. And I was always like, I don't have X, Y, and Z to become a product manager. So I think the first thing that you don't need to become a product manager is a technical background. It's good to have an understanding of how SaaS products work. Um, and you can just understand that by a simple Google you know, search and watching videos, but you don't need to know how to code. You don't need a degree in computer science. Um, and especially now as I'm working with students um, you know, who want to be product managers, I can see that that is what stops a lot of people from becoming a product manager. But as someone from who's a, bio who's in a biology background, you don't need that at all. Yeah. So you don't need a technical background. Yeah. You don't need. Um, and then I guess the second thing you don't need is an MBA. Um, I think a lot of companies like Amazon do, I think, require MBA, but most of the companies uh, that hire for product manager, they look for your design sense, your product sense, your critical thinking skills, all of that before, you know, if you have an MBA or not, uh, which yeah. I personally love a lot. Um and I think the last thing actually that I want to add as well is, is you don't need extensive certifications either. Um, it's all about, you know, getting down and dirty and learning the actual skills that you need to be a product manager and then spending your time getting a bunch of different certifications like PMO, PMP, whatever. I don't even know the name. Yeah. But it's good to have some, but I don't think, you know, you necessarily need it to become a product manager. Yeah. And, and last thing I'll add, Meha, is in a lot of the job descriptions of the product manager role, uh, there are things like two plus years of experience as a PM or five plus years of experience as a PM um, working with you know, hundreds of students at this point uh, in a lot of the POPM uh, Scrum Master role. What we found is a lot of the times when they're um, making that job description, they're just copying and pasting and they they're putting that like they would love to have somebody with two years of experience, but it's 
you know, there's every day people who are not product managers are going and applying for product manager roles. And we're going to talk about what kind of skills do they need to be able to get that role. Um, but you don't necessarily also need to be already a product manager. Um, so, so let's yeah. dive into, oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was I was gonna you know echo that. I, I've actually I, I've worked in consulting for a little bit, and I actually prepared jobs for recruiters like job description, and it's it's not as well thought out as you think they are. So definitely don't let that be a constraint. Um, as you know, you know, apply to as many positions as possible is a strategy. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah, and and as as a common friend of ours, uh, rich rich shared right. So like if if people are product managers they're not interested in another product manager role. They're, they're trying to become either, you know, product lead or director of product, right? So um, for roles that's a product manager, it's totally okay uh, for somebody who doesn't have an extensive background in product management to apply. Um, so let's talk about what product managers actually need, what kind of skills they are. So um, yeah, so- yeah, go ahead. Like, what what do you think um, are the skills that you've learned that you need to become a to get a job as a product manager? Yeah, Vivek, you've been a product manager in the past. You start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So one thing um, is you just need you just you just need to know that hey, I want you just need to know that hey, I want to become a product manager, and I'm willing to like learn a few things. So just that growth mindset, instead of saying, um, you know, I don't have this experience or I don't know this, uh, there will be a lot of things that you don't know. But if somebody wants to become a product manager, there's also so many resources and you'll find the answer. So mainly just being willing to learn and experiment, build your network, find out, you know, your job as a product manager is to figure it out how to get that job as a product manager, right? So yeah. um, just that growth mindset and willingness to learn and experiment. Yeah, absolutely agree with the growth mindset. I don't think I've ever, you know, been in this position and have been like, I'm done learning, you know, there is just plenty of things to learn about, plenty of people to learn from. Um, and especially in this field, there are just so many smart people with the right industry expertise that, you know, it's it's very exciting when you're kind of, you know, learning from them throughout the process. Yeah. So yeah. I completely agree. Another another skill set that, you know, in working with a lot of folks, um, I've seen people from sales or people who have just general level of persuasion, um, they are actually really good. Um, they actually become a great product manager. It's just the core skill set. Uh, being able to communicate with uh, different stakeholders or different buyers, being able to communicate succinctly, being able to communicate the value and, and really um, influencing a, a group of people without having direct authority. Uh, I think that persuasion skills, uh, a lot of folks who are in sales sometimes have it, but you don't have to be in sales to have persuasion skills. Um, so I think that's another skill set that people uh, already do possess who are not in product management and, and that can really help uh, people to get become a product manager. I think, yeah, I think that's the most, one of the most important skills. You know, when you, when you're, when you look at a product and you're even coming up with an idea, you have to sell that idea to your stakeholders. You know, why is this specific idea really important for whatever problem we're trying to solve? Um, and usually, you know, in the ideation phase, you get input from your designers, developers, and come up with multiple solutions, right? 
So you have to find what the right solution is and back it up with data, user research, whatever it is to sell that to your business stakeholders. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, um, you know, persuasion is very, very, very important. And especially yeah. because we also don't have authority in this field, right? Um, yeah. No reports, no developers report to me, no designers report to me. Yeah. And and for, for those who are kind of curious, right? Like just know that Naya and I both, at some point, we didn't have any experience. <laughs> you know, like we, we had experience maybe working in some other fields, sales, or, uh, you know, I, I have an engineering background. Um, we've had growth mindset in certain areas, right? But, you know, when it came time for us to go into that product role, um, you know, what we needed to do is we exercises our curiosity muscle, um, you know, just really being curious, right? Like once, once you've learned there is a role called product manager where you get to work in cross-functional teams, get to build awesome products, get to experiment, get to help out engineering teams, once you know um, that this role exists, you know, one of the things that, that what I did is I, I got really curious, like, oh, wow, like, who are the people? Like, what are, what are their week-to-week, day-to-day? Um, like, what do, how do engineers build products, right? Like, how, uh, what are the dynamics? What are the challenges? Um, I also got curious about, like, the processes when, uh, a group of people are building products. Like, what what is, what does the process look like? What has already been documented? Like Google search, right? Like you can find this information by just reading some blogs, watching some videos. Um, and uh, so we talked about a people process and then the product, right? There's so many apps that we use on a daily basis, um, and some of the apps that we really like. Uh, for me, it was really being curious. Oh wow, like this is a really interesting product, like the way that it's designed, uh, the way that the signup flow is, what it asks me to do after signup, how it's giving me an upsell opportunity, uh, what are they doing uh, to retain me as a user? So just like being curious and, and kind of thinking about um, the, the people, the process, the product, and overall, like what kind of problem they're trying to solve with the product, like the digital product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it all boils down to asking asking those questions to yourself, like researching, uh, connecting with people who are already in product or in that product space, um, and just really getting curious and asking questions. Um, yeah. That is a skill set that you will you, you, that will take you far as a product manager. Absolutely agree with that. You know, I think you covered everything. So curiosity yeah. is very important, just in general, but especially in product. Yeah. Another skill set that um, Naya and I were just discussing this too, um, this this is good news. So this is a skill set, just sounds so simple, right? Be a good listener. Everybody's saying this. This sounds like a trite. Sounds simple. But really, when you're, when somebody is new to the field, right, you don't have a lot of, you don't have a lot of experience. You don't have a lot of data. You don't, you probably don't even have connections. Um, there's a lot of things that you don't have. But uh innately when you don't know those things you cannot help but become a good listener uh, and it kind of goes to the same point that we talked about just curiosity um you know listening um uh, so this kind of goes in the interview process as well like listening to recruiters and asking oh wow this is really interesting like why was this product owner a product manager role posted like did mm-hmm. the previous product manager quit or this is a new team 
um, you know, what kind of challenges are they facing? Um, I saw something interesting in the job requirement, like why, you know, what's so significant about this point and just really asking those questions and just really listening, right? Um, you can, and, you know, this is the same thing applies, you know, as a product manager, it's, it sounds like you're 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 managing, you're creating, you're critically thinking and coming up with a lot of um, things. However, in reality, when you join a new company, you're not creating anything new. You're just like first 60, 90 days, you're spending a lot of time really understanding the the current processes, the current product, the the, the problem that they're trying to solve. So it's really hard for you to um, come up with those solution if you are not willing to listen and pay attention and kind of get curious and, and ask those questions. Um, so that's the reason why I think people without experience have um, actually uh, uh, more leverage over people who have experience because as I grew, as I had more experience, I went with a lot of assumptions, a lot of the biases versus if I went, uh, whenever I'm in a new product manager role, if I went with like a clear mind, did my research and then came up with really good question and listened, um, I can con I can contribute to a lot of um, things going in the right direction for the product. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Good listening is extremely important, you know, again, in, in all areas, uh, but it really helps specifically when you know, you're in those user interviews when you're with your stakeholders, um, you know, to listen to them and understand what is the sentiment towards any request that they're, you know, asking from you or how do they feel about your product, you know? And so many times, and, and in product is called quantitative data, quantitative research, you know, so many times, um, or, or qualitative, um, excuse me. So, so many times, you know, you have your data that suggests something else and then you speak to a user and you listen to, you know, their their observation, their sentiment towards your product that truly gives the insight on how it's doing and what the next step should be for you. Yeah. Um, and all that ties back to, you know, having good listening skills, um, being observant to behavioral influences um, on your product. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. W one thing I, I want to add is like, so... Uh, don't let's not confuse this good listening with just you know you going to meeting and just listening um you know from my personal experience what has really helped me when i am putting my attention and um when i'm really listening to what what people are communicating and when i'm probing and you know getting curious and asking further question it just helps me become um a better somebody who can ask better questions and you know, if, if you're in a group and you're asking better questions, it just helps everybody, right? Because a lot of the times um, the decisions are made as a team um, and those discussion actually uh, drive those decisions. So being a good listener really helps you ask good questions, great questions. And, you know, that is one thing that you're doing every day. You're asking questions to your users, your engineering teams, your dev manager, your stakeholders. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to connect that point. So what else? What other uh, skills do we need? Yeah, I think we covered some really good ones that is often overlooked um, and is masked under, you know, being technical um, and having an MBA and stuff. So definitely I agree with all those. Um, I think one skill that's also very important for a product manager is 
having critical thinking skills, you know. Um, so really look at what the problem is at hand and work collaboratively to, you know, with your teams to come up with the solution that balances need of the customer, the business, and while it's technically feasible. And when you're actually, you know, taking a problem and you're executing and breaking it down, breaking it down into tactical pieces, that's when the critical thinking skills really comes into play. Yeah. So I think it's really important to, you know, kind of uh, break things down into smaller pieces and really find a way to tie everything together to to the to the to the long term vision. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So as we were discussing the skill sets, um, you know, one thing I want to help help the listeners think about is th- these are the skill sets. Um, if let's say I interview for product managers, I you know interviewing is such a short process. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the mindset that um, that I I would look for if I'm interviewing for a product manager. So when it when it comes to like the example that I sent you, like being a good listener, I'd love to um, hear an actual evidence somebody's a good listener versus just saying I'm a good listener. Yeah. In contrast to somebody um, who is more of a drive, like yes, you need to be a driver, uh, but you know, like if I'm looking for an effective PM. Uh, I want to hear the mindset. Somebody's willing to really understand the current processes, what people are doing, um, in, in contrast to like just like you know driving and doing things. Right? Um, again, driving and being being able to take action is also very important skills for a product manager. Um, so, and then the other thing is just know that these skills that we're talking about, this this is uh, this is a scale, right? It's not like you have growth mindset or persuasion yeah. or not. It just the reason why we're talking about these skills is we, we have, we're not even talking about how you acquire these skills. We're just kind of putting, these are important skills and wherever you fall on that scale, you, you might want to think about how you can increase these skill sets. Oh, yeah. uh, and when it comes to the interviewing, we're also giving you the mindset that these are the skill set that we're looking. So uh, if you're a new or aspiring product manager, you, you might want to think about how you can bring out uh, some of the experiences that we where that you've had, where you've shown growth mindset, where we've shown curiosity, where you've been a good listener, where you've done critical thinking. So that 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 is kind of the purpose of us kind of going into the skill set. Um, so uh, there are a few other skill sets. Aneha, do you do you want to take uh, this other one that we had? Yeah, sure. Um, so one thing that, you know, I also think is very important, and this becomes more important when you are a little bit more senior, but I think it's important to show in your interview that you are able to put things into perspective, you know, so you're not only working on writing user stories, but you have a good understanding of why you're writing the user stories. Mm-hmm. So the way I would define this skill as being a long-term visionary and, you know, being a long-term thinker. Yeah. Um, so being able to connect every single problem to your, you know, high level KPIs, OKRs, objective and key results or business vision is extremely important as a product manager. Um, and I feel like, you know, just because we are interviewing uh, and talking about or we are talking about, you know, people looking to break into product management. There is a mul- there's a lot of times, you know, where it's like, oh, I've never actually been in the business world. So how can I? showcase that I'm a long-term visionary, you know, but you are a long-term visionary when you are picking what major to, you know, choose in college or what type of friends to make, or, you know, like what type of workout is the best for you. So those all kind of, you know, 
show that you're long-term visionary because you're focused on the end goal that you want, which is like maybe being fit or gaining more weight, right? And you're baking it down into smaller pieces, but you never really lose that vision of like where you're trying to go. Um, so 100%. it's really important to kind of have that skill as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, uh, I have, uh, you know, I was scared of the word visionary when I was new as a product manager. Um, but yeah, just having, just playing a long-term game, you know, like running short experiments, you know, having two weeks, ex- two weeks uh, iteration and coming up with something concrete. But then really just simply asking question like, Vivek, why is this team so focused on, you know, iterating on this? Like, what's the long-term game? Um, and what's 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 lying six months ahead, 12 months ahead? And what's the ultimate leverage? You know, that's the question that, you know, I'm asking as a product manager and an entrepreneur is what where is the leverage point? And once you understand leverage in, in business, a lot of the time, making product work is about finding that uh, that leverage and that specific knowledge. Um, so, yeah, definitely very important. Uh, skill to have as a product manager yeah um yeah, yeah. Uh, another one that we just discussed is just emotional intelligence um just being you know because you're working with engineering teams stakeholders um you are working with your boss who's um who's got different set of priorities different probably different um different skill sets different um different things that they are responsible or accountable for, uh, working with customers. So you're working with wide variety of um, roles and they are accountable for different things and they're motivated by different things, right? So, uh, and time is, you know, everybody's, you know, when you're working in a large company, people are like busy. And um, yeah, just understanding um, self-management, right? Being able to be in a little bit chaotic environment and really um, understanding your own emotions, managing yourself um, and showing up as um, as a servant leader, as a facilitator, uh, as somebody who's, who's able to um, ask those important questions and keep keep the important things important, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's really important, um, you know, especially with emotional intelligence, because in the field, you know, um, there are a lot of different priorities, as you mentioned. Um, And sometimes, not always, but sometimes, you know, you do have angry stakeholders asking you for strict deadlines and, um, you know, asking you to release something when you know it shouldn't be released. And that's when you can, you know, exercise your emotional intelligence to really separate the problem from the people that are requesting those problems and understand the why behind, you know, what they're asking for and ultimately, you know, kind of communicate with them in a way that is, that is, again, as we you said, self-managed, you know, yeah, um, because you are dealing with a lot of different stakeholders, a lot of different priorities, a lot of different um, decisions that have to be made. And sometimes those decisions can be taken personally. Um, so it's important to kind of, you know, separate the problem space from personal space. Um, yeah. And I think that's why emotional intelligence and yeah. emotional intelligence is so important in this field. Yeah, one thing I can I can add from my personal experiences, you know, as a new product manager, like 
I'll give you an example. So you're you're hired as a new product manager or you're a potential hire. If you go into the team, there there will be a lot of chaos. There will be some anti-patterns where you might be able to see a very definite problem um, on how things should be done or how things shouldn't be done. Um, something to keep in mind uh, when you're going and entering as a new person uh, into an organization that um, they're already working on something if you don't have the connection, um, you you cannot. It's hard for you to make any correction. So the the main thing is uh, connection before connect uh, correction, right? So um, I've seen yeah. in my experience, if I have good relationship with my engineering team, if I have have shown empathy, if I understand their world, understand their challenges, same thing with stakeholders. Um, it will really help me. Um, it has helped me drive those hard to deliver messages that, hey, like, have you considered doing things this way? Like this thing is creating a challenge. So those messages are are, are a lot easier to be heard if we have, um, if you actually build that relationship with your stakeholder, with your manager, with your dev yeah. team, with your QA. So uh, building relationship and managing relationship is a huge part of your product management role. And this is something that uh, a lot of people are good at. People are good at managing stakeholders you know, outside of the tech world, right? Uh, you're one of the things that uh, it helped me, and I even joke this as an interview, um, is like, you know, some of my stakeholders and and and, and uh, customers were my parents, and my, my parents are extremely demanding. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Uh, and we've talked about this, right? Yeah, your parents are extremely demanding. You know, yep. both of our parents wanted us to go to med school and you know, do all kinds of things where they had a very set idea of why things need, how things need to be done. And we were also financially relying on them. So I actually, yeah. I don't know how I did it, but I said like in an interview that, hey, I, I manage, I, I have brown parents who are really demanding. Like my first, uh, you know, I'm emotionally intelligent is because I had just had to protect and manage those relationships because I was also uh, needing money from them on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah, I was you know the earning. about to cross basically, yep. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, Any anything else, Neha? Um, I think one last is because I am from the data background and everything that we mentioned, you know, stakeholder management, all of that, I think is basically cherry on top if you have this to back you up, which is data driven. You know, I think it's really important to use whatever data you have at hand. So it could be qualitative, as I mentioned, user interviews, research, all of that stuff and quantitative. So actually product analytics to make the right decisions, because when you go to stakeholders and you say no, um, you aren't able to meet their request and you have data to back up why, it becomes a lot more easy to have that conversation. Um, so I think the last one and the bonus one and my favorite one is definitely data-driven. Um, and I think that is a skill that is very inherently common in a lot of people. Um, yeah. And especially, you know, if you're out of college, um, something that you can kind of back that up, pull examples from, from your past experiences and talk about a time where you've used data to make decisions. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. So folks, like what we did is we just talked about what, you know, what the mindset is, what the role is, and what are the skills needed and what's not needed. Now, we didn't talk about how to acquire the skills, skill sets. So this is, you know, you want to take this as an action item and think about, okay, how can I be more growth, um, growth minded? How can I improve my persuasion? How do I show up more curious uh, in my relationships, in my work? How can I be a good listener? 
how can you improve your critical thinking skills? Obviously, you know, reading and writing, right? Um, and reading blogs, visionary, emotional intelligence. So these are all areas that you can start um, growing yourself. Um, and also we are going to be uh, creating like multiple series of uh, these podcasts and course just to kind of help you uh, grow these skill sets. So uh, I'm excited about this collaboration, Neha. And yeah. anything you want to share to close out this podcast? Um, yeah, I think the last, you know, piece that I want to cover and that you mentioned is it is all those skill sets. They sound kind of scary at first, uh, but it is truly exercise. You know, I didn't really I wasn't really born like persuasive or uh, what I definitely was not a good listener. But over time, I was able to acquire those skills by, you know, practicing and exercising those muscles. Um, so definitely backing that up, you know. Um, these are things that you can build. And truly, I think what separates a good product manager from a great product manager are these soft skills that we talked about more than having technical skills and an MBA or whatnot. So if yeah. anything, it's, you know, it's a motivator for people without a technical background to really go after and, and change the industry and the field to show that, you know, we need that fresh perspective. Yeah. 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 My last message is folks like, your job, if you're trying to become a product manager, is to figure it out how to get get good at these skill sets. Yeah. Like that's all you got to do. You know, just figure out, like read, listen, uh, research, and figure out how to get good. And all you got to do is just get good. Like you don't have to be best. You don't have to be exceptional. Nobody's exceptional the in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Once you once you get a job, you'll have plenty of opportunities to network with mentors, learn from really interesting people, or at least that's what we did. Like I was in the beginning, I was an average product manager and I just used that opportunity to really get good. And, you know, I was not good in critical thinking skills and, you know, my emotional intelligence was not quite there, but that was my job is to get good at some of these, you know, areas that I didn't, you know, didn't have really good skills. Yeah. So I don't think there's ever a time where you can be like, I'm hundred percent emotionally intelligent, right? Yes. <laughs> so situational, so built up. So yeah. So, <laughs> so folks with that, we'll, we'll close this out. Thank you, Neha. This was a very insightful conversation. Thank and you. And yeah, we'll close it out. Thank you. Yeah. It's great chatting. All right, that's a wrap with this episode. Thank you for listening till the end. We hope these podcasts are providing value on your Agile journey. If you haven't visited our website, theagilecoach.com, we highly suggest you for other courses and supporting material on your journey. You can also get access to our self-paced courses or learn more about the life training that we provide to become a Scrum Master, Product Owner, Product Manager. With that, we will see you on the next episode. Love and best wishes from the Agile Coach.